Call the dogs in because you're listening to the Fieldmaster Podcast. All right, everyone. Welcome back to episode number seven of the Fieldmaster Podcast brought to you by Sportsman's Pride Professional Dog Food. We're back, like I said, with episode number seven. Lucky seven. Lucky seven. Mm -hmm. Seven, seven, seven. Can't get any better than that. You can't. You really can't. We're back with Ryan, and as always, we've got Caleb in the background making sure we look and sound good. We have a very special guest today. He is from Sportsman's Pride. That's Ricky Hitt. Ricky is the National Sales Manager for Sportsman's Pride Professional Dog Food. Welcome, Ricky. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. We're excited to have you. This is something that we've been talking about doing for a while because it's very unique, especially you know being presented by Sportsman's Pride, where... There's a lot of things that we talk about, you know, a lot of our other guests, we talk about their dogs and things like that and kind of the outdoor world. But now we kind of get to dive into the weeds a little bit of the dog food world. And so we're excited to have you with us. Thank you. All right. So uh, like I said, Ricky is the national sales manager for Sportsman's Pride. So he goes all over the country to promote Sportsman's Pride, sell Sportsman's Pride. He's talking with a lot of feed stores and things like that. So kind of in our first section, what I wanted to talk to you about is, you know, the state of pet food over the last few years. You know, we are just kind of coming out of the um, pandemic and a lot of things that happened during the pandemic really shifted not only not only the U.S., but the world as a whole when it comes to supply chain and, you know, different um, avenues of getting things. So, you know, one of the first things that I really wanted to touch with you on, because I know I get it as, you know, a social media manager every day interacting with customers is, you know, how the pandemic changed the landscape of retail. So what's kind of, what's kind of one of the ways that you're seeing, you know, consumers are now wanting to get their food based on what previously it was like before the pandemic? Well, a lot of a lot has shifted to the omni-channel, of course, right. and, and and how some of the local stores have adapted. That that before the pandemic, they had no omni-channel presence. They didn't operate in that 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 sphere. So what they've done now is they do have you can order it online, come by the store, they'll bring it to your car, you know, or they'll deliver it to your house. So that they have a lot of the independents have adapted to the to keep relevant in this industry that is changing every day you know and to, to clarify the different channels for people who might not know like when when we operate in sales especially in well in pet food for example we've got grocery channel with all your grocery stores we've got yep. drug channel with like cvs walgreens and those dollar channel even with uh family dollar dollar general and yep. and all the the different dollar and value type of stores and then you have mass which is what your walmart your target costco uh and then farm and feed and you you're more talking about farm and feed and independent pet yes so it's your mom and pops uh as well as your your ace hardwares your uh what i mean other examples uh in some parts of the country you know like there'd be a mills fleet farm or blaine's or rural king yeah those are tractor supply tractor supply Mm -hmm. those are your your farm and feed type stores, yeah, but there are normally multi stores, large locations, you know, and they had some of that already, but not to the the level they do now. I mean, and, and uh, when you said omni channel, and from what I'm, from what I understand, 
that's uh, the brick and mortar. It's you walk into the store, you look at the shelf, you buy something, or right. you walk in and you will order get them to order it for you and right. then pick it up. Yeah, omni channel meaning. Uh, it, it, oh, Omni, right. everything. Yeah. yeah. Add online and brick and mortar in the same location. Right. Yeah. So, you know, because some of the states, they were not allowed to have customers in the store. So they would they would process the orders, put them outside on a, you know, on a buggy or whatever, have their name on the customer, come by and pick it up. And, you know, if they didn't do that, then a lot of them would have went out of business. So they had to adapt. Just like everybody did during the pandemic, us yeah. included. Yeah. yeah, and quickly too, because yes. I remember when you know it first started and everything. We lived in Memphis at the time, and Memphis got hit very hard by the pandemic. I mean, a lot of businesses closed down, and it was truly the ones who adapted to doing something like that curbside pickup or you know delivering to the houses. There, there's a, a branch of um, pet stores there that you know they they essentially built their own delivery fleet because of the need to adapt. And I think those are, you know, truly the ones that, you know, made it through because they had to. It's like a whole so, new skill to learn. Too, yeah. A lot is. of these places don't have, a, you know, a, a website that can yeah. handle uh, e-commerce. Correct. Yeah. You know, a lot of them had to learn on the fly, you know, mm, yeah. to, to update all that. And some of them, some of them just still did it by phone. Some of them, like you said, they did build a, a website or a Facebook page where they could do it. Yeah, and I think that's important too because I we'll talk about it later on in the episode. But you know, with Sportsman's Pride, we're we're in a lot of like family-owned feed stores. Like I talk to a lot of feed stores when I'm trying to do some advertising for them or something like that. Who you know, their main business is calling, and it it was difficult for them to shift to okay, we have to not only figure out how can we have customers at the store safely. But now, how can we also be a delivery service, and how can we also be, you know, a procurement center? Right, and yeah. so, you know, it, it is, there was a lot of challenges in the beginning. I can I can see how that would be uh, just intimidating to get mm-hmm. into, especially that's not their forte, you know. Yeah, and, I, and that you're one day you're a brick and mortar, and you're the pride of whatever part of the city that you live in. Yeah. Uh, and that you service, and then the next day you're competing with Amazon, or, or you're you now I'm <laughs> right. up, now I'm now right. I'm up against Chewy or yeah. yeah whatever it is. So uh, it's yeah it's a whole new world for these guys. It's hard, but I you know one of the things it wasn't just the um you know the the brick and mortar stores that were having the issues, but really there was supply chain challenges as a whole, and you know we saw everything from from trucking to warehouses filling up to labor shortages and. And things like that. So, can you kind of talk about how, you know, from a, a pet food industry perspective, you know, how do you navigate some of those challenges, especially when, you know, pet we we joke all the time at the office, you know, pet food industry never slows down. You know, pets don't care if it's Christmas or you know whatever. We're we're still going. So, how did how did we how do you navigate some of those challenges? Well, it was tough to start with, you know, because we had to learn a lot of different things to do. We had to, you know, our lead times changed. You know, we went from seven days to 14 to 21. Uh, and then, you know, and, and at that same time, we would line everything up to be made. And next thing we know, we don't have any ingredient. didn't show up in time. Yeah. So, you know, and then we uh, – so we had to adapt, change orders, and, and to get people's product. Uh, but it has gotten better in the last year. So now everything's shipping normally pretty good. 
you know, there for a while. You couldn't even get trucks. You know, the, the you know, you try to get somebody to haul the product. They'd tell you it'd be there in two weeks. Well, the customer's order, so he's he's been waiting on an order for five weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they run out of product, and that's never good, mm-hmm. you know. and uh, But the only saving grace was our competitors also didn't have – they were the same, They were doing the <laughs> right. same thing. So, yeah. That's, so with, that's why they call it a, n- a nationwide shortage. Yes. Every, right. every and, turn uh, yeah. every turn you made. And, you know, and, and capacity has continued to grow, grow over the last uh, three years. And currently right now, it's um, – I've never seen the demand – for pet food like it is right now, especially when you look at the economy food or the mid-tier or some of the, which I wouldn't call the super premium, but premium food. Mm-hmm. That business has really grown over the last year due to inflation because yeah. the guy that was paying $100 bag for a bag of dog food, now that bag's $130, mm-hmm. you know, and so they went down in price. So what you've seen is uh, a whole shift in pet food, whereas the last few years it's always been more expensive, more expensive, more expensive. Now everybody's kind of recentered on the pet food back to the the, the value price foods. Yeah, and it, and it's going to come back around to uh, being difficult to service still. Yes, because if you if you shift from super premium down to premium or even value, the the, the calories per kibble. Are, are less in those uh, in those value items. So you're shipping and creating and manufacturing more product to service the same amount of dogs or the same amount of nutrition, whereas if you had the super premium, you'd actually be manufacturing less kibble, but right. more dense. Right. Yes. So, I mean, the, if you really look at it on a grand scale, you're, you're looking at more trucking and more shipping and more uh, labor in order to get that stuff yeah. done. So... Let's hope all that, <laughs> but it, you know, stays in like an uneven keel, yeah, so that yeah. so we can keep servicing everybody, right. you know. Right. It's gotten better, so you know we're we're shipping on time most of the time, uh, and uh, but there has been some fallout. A lot of a lot of brands have gone away mm-hmm. because they cannot get product made, or and some of your national companies just said, like, I, I can't make enough food, so I'm cutting the skews I don't sell a lot of. A lot of holes on the shelf yeah. the last two, yes. two yeah. three years, uh, like you've never seen before. Yeah, especially cat food. Cat food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, it's interesting because, like, I, I obviously wasn't in the pet food industry before I started here, but it's, you know, a lot of people get tired of hearing supply chain, supply chain, supply chain. And until you work in an industry where that truly matters – you don't really see the impact that it has. You know, once again, talking about like holes on the shelves and stuff. If we don't have, let's say chicken, you know, for a week, that backs up orders for who knows how long. And so, you know, as much as people want to say like, oh, the supply chain thing, like it's not really that big of a deal, you know, until you're in one of those industries or it affects you on a day to day, you know, I've I've never worked in an industry where the price of chicken mm-hmm. <laughs> is so crucial. Or to, chicken fat. Or fat. chicken fat to <laughs> yeah. what you do. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, so it's really it's really interesting to see how especially when we first started when I first started coming off, you know, truly kind of like the the bell curve of the pandemic, you know, going down to kind of leveling out, you start to see these things kind of taper off and get back to somewhat normalcy. Yeah, yeah I mean, we went from on packaging on the product, we went from normally about seven to 10 weeks max. And next thing we knew that our, 
we were up 25 to 30 weeks on packaging. Yeah. Well, you know. That's the between the order and actually getting a bag. Correct. So, I mean, you could you could have all the product in, you know, produced and in bins, but if you don't have a bag to put it in, right, you don't and, have a product. And that happened pretty much overnight. Yeah. And uh, so it's gotten a little better, and, and we're planning for it now, but it kind of caught everybody in the whole industry flat-footed, you know. Yeah, well, not only that, I mean, not even supply chain side, but then you had to look at labor side as yes. well. I mean, you want to keep people safe. You want to make sure that, you know, everyone is able to work and you're able to produce. But at the same time, you know, how do you get things off the shelf when you got people who are homesick and Mm -hmm. things like that? And, you know, I know we've kind of talked about it, you know, one on one and stuff. But, you know, we're we're starting to see the demand pick up and stuff. So, you know, we need to bring more people in and things like that. And that's returning to normal as well. Yeah, and, and opening up more shifts and, uh, yeah. and some extruders that can come back online and things like that. So uh, capacity-wise, it's looking good. Sportsman's going out the door. Yes. It's on fire. It's, on it's fire. in more bowls than it's ever in, before. <laughs> it's in more bowls than ever before. And, yeah, yeah. we continue to have wins every week with Register the Register trademark. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, we so we got past the – pandemic you know in in some aspects but what are the challenges even today that you know some local pet stores and shops are currently facing because you know we get customers who uh, the main thing that i have i hear now is you know it just sells quick and it just moves quick so what are you seeing as far as like new consumer behavior or you know is it the battle for online shopping that you know, it's kind of challenging some of these local stores. Yeah, I mean, the convenience of online shopping makes a huge difference in this industry now. And, you know, whereas, what, seven years ago, there was probably no presence online for its pet food. And mm-hmm. now, I mean, you've got all the major retailers plus the, the, the guy we won't mention. Well, they yeah, they figured out how to ship it or they figured out, they ship, figured out yeah. that it's they're going to lose money and yes. ship it. Yeah. And, ship it. Yeah. and uh, so... And that's where a lot of companies, uh, independent pet guys, had to adapt either with their online presence or some offering delivery service or stuff like that. And, and a lot of them have the ones that the ones that didn't adapt or didn't change. You know, it was it's been tough for those guys. I mean, it's uh, you know you got to change or, or you fall behind. Have they seen the same kind of holes on their shelves as the grocery and mass stores? Not have? as not as much as grocery. Um, because a lot of them don't carry the brands that's necessarily in the grocery stores. Right. You know, some of the national brands. And uh, our capacity got tight because we couldn't get the product made or for some reason or another. So, uh-huh. you know, we were, we were, we were, we went from, like I said, 10 days to 21 days. Our competitors did the same way. And so they, they didn't really have anywhere else to go to get pet food because, you know, independent pet, they don't want the, the, the brands in the grocery store. Yeah. They yeah. Want, they want a brand that kind of loyal to them, and they think you, 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 they want to carry a food that they got to buy from them, not buy from every other retailer out there. So, right, uh, the ones that makes those adaptions, they, they'd be fine. Yeah. Okay. So, so would you say that in uh, local farm and feed stores, you know, specialty pet stores, is it almost easier to get food? You know, let's say for some reason there's another shortage or something. Is there a 
is it easier to get food from an independent feed store or a farm and feed than it is just like a regular grocery store? You know, let's say like a, a mass store carries the same brand as a, you know, farm and feed. Is it easier to get it from a farm and feed because you don't have to worry so much about the bigger distribution or is it? Yes. Most of the time it's more concentrated on the, so they don't have to, where you, you take some of the major retailers paint their stores are painted in blue. They got, they get X number of product every week and they've got 20,000 stores to fill. Yeah. You know, so it's, and, uh, so they may not have enough product to go around to all the shelves. So the independent pet guy normally has more product, but he also offers a, a better service. Yeah. I, I guess I've never thought of that because, you know, if, if you've got, let's say, you know, a big mass store that gets three pallets a week for something, they have to divide that up between yeah. so many stores where if you go to a local farm and feed, you know, they have those three pallets sitting there waiting right. for you. I guess I've never thought of that. I mean, mm -hmm. it makes complete sense, but, you know, so it almost makes me kind of beg the question, though, you know, during those times of the shortages and stuff like that, did farm and feed outperform the larger retails, you know, stores just because of being able to get more concentrated amounts of the food? Well, your, your independent farm and feed or your branches like uh tractor rural king and all those guys mm -hmm. uh, and some of the pet specialty stores their business really took off because uh the customers was at home you know and they went to the local feed store or farm and uh farm store because they also gardening went through the roof yeah mm -hmm. uh and all kind of hobbies oh, all, yeah. all the bees and all <laughs> yeah. that stuff increased yeah, yeah so they were in that store more often so and they had more and they, and so their business was great over the pandemic. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, you're also selling higher volume, or I guess higher volume per purchase or or per transaction of pet food out of those stores than you would say a grocery store. Correct. Where grocery store can fit, uh, you know, three to five bags per skew on the shelf per item. Yeah. You know, you're looking at a pallet at yeah. some of these other places, and. Uh, I know several stores um, back in, in Nashville. I went to a lot of different tractors and, and things like that. Uh, they, I mean, they'd, they'd sell by the pallet out of the back yeah. constantly. Because a lot You're of not going to get that out of a grocery store. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and most of your farm and feed guys, that, that, that customers are the multi-dog owner. You know, they mm -hmm. have two or three. In some cases, they'll have eight or nine, depending on what they, what they do with the dogs, you know, whether they hunt or – or, or whatever they do with the dogs, they have more pets all around. Yeah. It's <laughs> side note. It's funny that you mentioned the hobbies and like, you know, during the pandemic and stuff, my parents own a farm in Lafette and bees were their thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. They like got big into beekeeping and Bee stuff like that. Beekeeping is huge right now. Yeah, it mm -hmm. is. It is. I think a lot of people are, you know, that and eggs. If you have chickens right now, you are, <laughs> yeah. You're doing well. Oh, chicken's laying golden egg at the price of the eggs are now. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Mm. All right. Before we start talking about what to look for in your dog's feed, we're going to take a short commercial break. Hey, everyone. I wanted to let you know that Fieldmaster Podcast is brought to you by Sportsman's Pride Professional Dog Food. If you want to experience the Sportsman's Pride difference in your dog, you can visit sportsmanspride.com and click shop now or click the link in the show notes. Use code FIELDMASTER to save 10% off your first purchase. Now back to the episode. 
All right, we're back with Ricky Hitt, uh, the national sales manager for Sportsman's Pride Pet Food. So, um, Ricky, you know, obviously we we just talked about kind of the production side and some of the things that you know ha- we've gone through recently with with the making and the delivery of the pet food and, and so on and so forth. But you know, one of the things that I want to talk to you about is you know you get to see people from all over the country. You get to talk to different business owners, pet owners, you know. Um, people who are in the sporting world, you know, one of the things that I think is, is really interesting is people are, are, you know, really trying to figure out what, what do I need to feed my dog? What is something that I need to look for in my pet's food to make sure, you know, they have the best performance. So, you know, I kind of want to talk to you about that. What is it that you think people need to be looking for, you know, in sports and pride? But people need to be looking for for you know their their pets' food. Well, the first thing you want, when you look at the ingredients of the the product, you need to make sure that it's the a meat protein is the very first ingredient, whether it's a meal or, or fresh. Either one's just as good as the other, uh, and you can debate back and forth which one's better. But as long as you have a meat protein that's your first ingredient, that's the main thing. And then you then you then you kind of look at the vitamins and minerals. Really look into the GAs. You want to make sure, depending on the dog, you know you got especially large animals, medium to large dogs. You want to you want to watch out for the sodium, the calcium, and all that kind of stuff for the bones. You also want to make sure they've got glucosamine and chondroitins for the mm-hmm. for the the bones and the joints. You also want to make sure you got omega sixes for the skin and the coat. You know, which is guaranteed in the Sportsman's Pride through the Omega Omega Pride. You feed sportsmen this pride for three weeks. The dog will have the best skin and coat to any dog you ever seen. Mm. Uh, you know that's, and also you know you, you and it, it's a, I reckon a four letter word you want to say. Uh, <laughs> it, it's also it's, it doesn't it matters what goes into the dog, but the most important thing is what comes out of the dog. Right. You know you want you want firm stews. You want you know and you want them to be uh, because. The, the less it comes out the tail end, the, the more your dog is getting out of the, the food. You know, most of your sportsmen is going to run around about an 80% digestible product. So what goes in versus what comes out. And, you know, you won't – basically you won't touch your rose on the floor. Right. And uh, Well, if – and especially with Sportsman's Pride, like a lot of the, you know, dogs that we're feeding are at kennels. Yes. And are, you know, training. And, and that matters <clears throat> to people. You know, you don't want to have to be hosing down – you know, a lot of, you know, four letter words. Uh, but you know, it's, it's really important what, uh, you know, they are getting as far as that quote end product, because you don't want to, you don't, you're avoiding this hardcore. I mean, we're trying, I don't want to have to mark this episode, you know, you don't have to mark it if we say stool. I mean, there's a surprising, uh, amount of talk about stool when we talk about any kind of, uh, dog nutrition and we're, we, we're talking with dock divers and we're talking with kennels and we're talking mm-hmm. with show dogs or we're talking right. with, um, you know, breeders, any, anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they're all, they all focus like when they, when they try new dog food, the, the, the testament to does this work or not is what kind of stool they have. Yeah. That's, that's it. Well, we've asked people, I mean, who are, you know, we're looking at being potential ambassadors and things like that. We asked them, you know, one, what are 
what does their stool look like? Because, you know, if it's not working for them, then they need to get on a food that does work for them. Correct. You know, and so, yes, we were talking about stool. We weren't, you know, trying to, <laughs> we're trying to avoid it without, you know, coming right out and saying it. But yeah, yeah it does matter. It definitely does yeah, we matter. We don't need to skid around that. We can just go straight, st- talk straight into it. Yep. Yeah. All right, so like no skidding. <laughs> <laughs> no skidding. No, no, skid. no, I got right. it. Got I it. yeah. <laughs> we left our mark on that oh, on nice. that section, nice. and I think yeah. I think we can leave that All there. All right, let's go to number two. Here. Well, the other thing that I wanted to touch on too was the the glucosamine and the chondroitin because yeah. that's something that we included in our feed that yeah. a lot of people apply additional to other feeds as like a topper right. or something or an extra you know supplement and. You know, that was a big thing for, I've got a pit bull named Oreo who had two uh, knee repairs. And, you know, unfortunately, because of her, she's got like the stomach of a super sensitive puppy where she has to be on this very specific food. And we have to also give her glucosamine and chondroitin and stuff as a supplement. And that's what's great about Sportsman's is it comes already included. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what a lot of times the professionals that we have, whether it be an ambassador or, you know, someone who's we're trying to tell them about the food for the first time, you know, this is included already. It's not something that you have to go out and add. And that's something when you're looking at pricing, you know, to be considerate of as well. The same way with the mega sixes and threes. Mm -hmm. If you don't, some foods have very little so a lot of people give their dog the salmon oil or whatever it's already in sportsman so you in that omega-6 and 3 makes the skin coat and it helps with you to make your dog the most prettiest dog on the block yeah and there's like immune function benefits as well yeah uh yeah skin coat immune system and the uh the ratio between the three and six is what uh our, our uh, food experts at Sportsman's have figured out over the decades that we've been doing this um, and, and where we can put that guarantee. Yes. Yeah. Where yeah, 30 days, you're going to see a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. One of our ambassadors, Brandon Thompson, um, who is a, a friend of the podcast, we, we actually, when I first started talking with him, he was putting salmon oil on the food. He was putting... Um, glucosamine on top like a lot of toppers and stuff for for his lab Odie Mm -hmm. and when I talked to him I'm like hey man like you don't have to put that stuff on there I understand like if if you want to continue it for a little bit to you know like a make sure yeah just to like you know make sure he's doing okay and stuff but I mean he took him off all of that because it you know it it's already included in the food must have been feeding Victor well Oh, no. you know what? <laughs> I won't say what he was feeding, but uh, hey, there's there's a lot of brands out there. There's a lot of brands, and one of them does rhyme <laughs> with. Anyways, <laughs> we're gonna move on. Gosh, that almost went into a dare- dangerous territory. We're gonna move on. Well, uh, also, well, before we move on, uh, because you were talking about the different benefits uh, of Sportsman's Pride, and we we hit the Omega Pride, which is our our uh, Omega Three and Six. Um, all of the formulas also have antioxidants with your vitamin A and E right. mm-hmm. <clears throat> that, that help support the immune function. So you have two, kind of, two, two things kind of coming at different angles with your omegas and your uh, antioxidants. Uh, and then also uh, the, what's new to some of these formulas is the uh, probiotics. Yes, and, and, and all formulations now has probiotics and prebiotics in it. Uh, when we did the, the major sportsman's update with the new formulas, we made sure that Anything had got the Omega Pride logo on the bag 
had all the requirements of omegas, the sixes, the probiotics, prebiotics, mm-hmm. and uh, glosamine and Jordans. And some have different levels. Like glosamine and Jordans, depending on what you what type of dog you what you feed the dogs. So. And the, the uh, those probiotics can only help with uh, that most important thing that all That's dog correct. owners are looking for is yeah. that digestive health. Uh, the, and, uh, and, 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 uh, the good looking stool. So, yeah. Yeah. Make sure, you know, that their mark is made. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to hit those a few more times. We're, we're going to sure. go through it. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing that, you know, um, that sets sportsman's pride apart too, is we're made right here in America. I mean, kind of right down the street on the other side of Alabama in Red Bay, you know, we make sportsman's pride. And a lot of times, you know, people may not be sure of, hey, where is this coming from? Where, you know, I know that was a big thing in the in the pet industry here, you know, just a few months ago. It's like, where are all these things coming from? Pet nutrition has really taken off for people wanting to optimize their, you know, their pet's health. And it's nice to be able to say like, hey, we're made right here in America. Mm-hmm. We, we like to joke that, you know, Red Bay is the the pet food capital of the world and yep. you know we're glad that sportsman's is is part of that mm-hmm. for sure yeah I, I mean ricky might be able to tell a little bit more about uh, the company itself as far as family owned and and where they where they have gone yeah i mean they're been family owned since the start i think we're on the third generation mm-hmm. with the fourth generation in training uh so it's still owned by the bostic family and and I think it will be for the foreseeable future. So you're you're not buying you buy Sportsman's Pride. You're buying it from an, a family, not buying it from a big corporation. So and and that means a lot to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So um, you know we we employed friends and neighbors. So it's uh, it's great to work for a family company mm-hmm. instead of a, a huge corporation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so we kind of touched on this a little bit. Uh, a minute ago, but Sportsman's does have new formulas that have come out, and that's you know, all natural, super premium options, new high protein, new classic high performance items. So we kind of Sportsman's has gone through a revamp a little bit, yeah. and so can you kind of tell us about all the different options there are for Sportsman's Pride now? Yeah, when me and Ryan started this project, what's it three years ago? No, not that long. It's two years ago. Maybe it's right, two right, years. Right, right, right when the <laughs> pandemic hit. Right when everything uh, doubled in time, to, yes, to, you and, know, to, and, for yeah. delivery, yeah. So we we started to, started during COVID, and it was a struggle to get packaging mm. to and uh, you know, to, you know, sometimes taking six, seven, eight months to get packaging. So we we finally got everything somewhere what last fall, finally yeah. got everything in. You know, be, before we redid the revamp, we had four SKUs basically. You know, now we have nine, I believe. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, we got a twenty-one twelve, and it's getting a packaging update. But basically, that's for you, for your older dogs or your dogs who sit on the porch with you all the time, but that's not really active. Right. You know? We've got eleven products. Okay, eleven. Mm. So, so, and then we have, then we have a twenty-six eighteen, which has been the star of Sportsman's Pride forever. Or as some of the local guys call it, I want the red bag. Yeah, yeah. the red classic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, so we didn't change anything there; just updated the packaging. And then we came out. We had some customers wanting something a, a little stronger in fat. And, you know, and it's 
And uh, so we came out with the 2420. And one of the major difference, other than being more fat in it, if you flip the bag over, it's three times the glucosamine and Jordan's in it that it is in the 2618. Mm. So if you got a dog that does a lot of work or you got a, a dog that uh, has a lot of hip and joint issues, that would be the formula to feed. Uh, it supports that high energy. Yes. Yeah. Supporting the joints at the same time. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people that are feeding at, I mean, they're running their dogs. I right. mean, they're they're that's meant for a working dog. dog. That makes sense. every day. Yeah. And then we and then we kind of we 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 divided sportsmen into two categories. Now we have the classic, which is the red bag and the yellow bag that we always had, and we also added an, an active adult and puppy. So mm-hmm. to the classic lineup. So you have a. a a dog that you can a puppy a food that you can feed your puppy or your really active adult or your, the, the female she's lactating. Yeah. So then we came out with we did uh, what we call the Fieldmaster brand, and that's a division of sportsmen. When you go to Fieldmaster, that means it's no corn, no wheat, no soy for sure. You know, it is all the sportsmen's products are one hundred percent natural, no artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. So it's an all natural product, no matter which one you buy. But when you when you see the field match, that's that's your you're, super premium. Yeah, now you're premium. Yeah, yeah. So we have a we have a, a puppy food called Champion Puppies thirty two twenty one, and it's probably the best puppy food on the market. Mm. You want you want butterball puppies? That's when you feed. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and uh, and then we have a that that's been a, probably one of our best sellers for the last two three years is the LID. Oh yeah. Which is a limited ingredient. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, basically it has your basic ingredients, plus it has all the, the stuff that mega sixes and threes and all the other stuff you're supposed to have in sportsmen. And a more unique is it it's a turkey. It's formula. turkey, yeah. Yep. So the protein number one ingredient is turkey. Mm-hmm. And uh it's been a great a great product for us. And and when you look at it, a lot of the professional guys, that's the that's the formula they they, they go to. Uh and then we have, then we just added to added a, a high protein, a thirty twenty. And that's for the dogs who's really active, you know, whether he's a dog dog or or a, or a hunting dog or whatever. If they're really active, that's a formula for them because it gives you the extra protein and fat that you need because of so that your dog will won't lose weight while you're working him. Yeah, if your dog's used to high pro yeah. type of diet, you know that that turkey dog food is something we should have considered for NWTF. Oh yeah, definitely. That would that would one hundred percent play. It would have been, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's always next year. Yeah. There's always next year. Yeah. And and then we have we added grain freeze, we added a, a a salmon, and then we added chicken. So if your dog's sensitive to any kind of grain, you now have a a, a food that we didn't have before in sportsmen. You know, you didn't have the option to have a grain free right. product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also added a, a complete line of treats. And they all go, they all hip and joint treats. Yeah, that's what one. that's what I want to talk about because these are brand new. I mean, right. re- within sportsmen's hadn't had six treats months. Before. I think yeah. within six months yeah. these have just came out, and they are taking off. I have people ask them for me all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have a, a a biscuit and a soft chew. Duck is the protein in the mm-hmm. in the in the jerky. Chicken is the protein in your uh, biscuit. Mm-hmm. So. If you need any supplements for the hip and joint, especially if you're feeding some other brand, you need something to help the dog out, feeding the Sportsman's Pride. 
treats and biscuits. Well, and not only that, but the one that I get requests for most often are the perfect partner training treats. Yes. And those, I think, are really unique. I'm not seeing a lot of other people do that besides, like, really specialty stores carrying them. And, you know, we're making them more available for, you know, those training scenarios. Like I said, we with Sportsman's Pride, we have a ton of people who are, you know, training hunting dogs, dock dogs, security dogs, so on and so forth. And they, their reward a lot of the time is a treat. And, you know, they're tired of, you know, snapping a biscuit four ways and stuff. Yeah. Carrying cheese in their Carrying cheese or, yeah. <laughs> Muddied up. Yeah. And so now what we've offered is, you know, they're little, they're probably only the size, of, not even the size of a dime, but I mean, they're, they're even smaller. I think they're, they're around tiny. about a quarter inch. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. And what's great is they're only three calories mm-hmm. per treat. And so you can give them, you know, multiple throughout a training session without worrying about throwing off their diet or anything like that. Yep, and you feel good about it. Like 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 Ricky said, uh, uh meat's the number one ingredient in all of these and if you get into the field master brand, then you're looking at uh uh, uh, uh kind of fresh protein. You're looking at the chicken is the number one ingredient right. or duck is the number one or ingredient. Or turkey. Yeah, you're not yeah. looking at meals or uh anything else. Any byproducts? I mean, none mm-hmm. of that. It's no. yeah, yep. it's great. So with Sportsman's Pride, we've kind of hit on it a little bit throughout the episode, but, you know, where is the best place to truly find Sportsman's Pride at? Well, the best place is your independent farm and feed store. And, you know, if you go in there and they don't have it, ask them to get it. They can get it. And if they don't know where to get it, they can always contact Sunshine Mills, you know, through the Sportsman's Pride website. And, uh, and, we'll, and we'll get back to you probably within the next day or that day to help you locate it, you know, and then you can also buy it online at certain retailers. And, but you know, the first place to go look is independent pet or your independent farm and feed channel, because that's, that's who we are. You know, we don't sell, we don't sell any of the national chain sportsman's pride. It's mainly geared for the independent or the, the farm and feed trade. It's not made for the mass merchants. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, some, that's something that uh, I didn't know coming into the industry uh, several years ago. But uh, you know, if if it's if it's not carried at your local store, that doesn't mean you can't get it. Correct. You they they order from the same distributors that uh, carry our brand and everyone else's brand, and it's it's a simple ask yeah. uh, to the store manager, and they they would never know unless you did ask. So. Right, and and if they don't seem to want to help, you can call us and. Yeah. and most of the time, we can figure out a place you can get it from locally, mm-hmm. or you know, because uh, th- th- actually, there's a, some we have some national national distributors that can get the product to so these stores if they just let us know. Yeah, and I I want to make sure people understand what we're saying. You know, we want you to go to your local farm and feed first. Correct. We want you to ask them for the food because that's so important, especially with you know being family owned and you know, having the kind of the generations behind what we've done is, you know, we support a lot of local people. That's kind of how Sunshine started was it was a local operation and it grew and it grew and it grew. So we want people to go to their farm and feed. We want people to go to, you know, support their local businesses. However, if you are in a remote part of the U.S., you know, whether it be somewhere out west or, you know, something like that, that you can't necessarily get it from a farm and feed, you know, you can carry it 
you can get it online. It right. is on Chewy, and you can get it there. But and you can also get it on our website. Yeah, you can also buy it directly from Sunshine Mills. So yep, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't stress that enough. To support your local communities uh, is is to support your your local feed store. That's uh, they're the lifeblood of some communities, yes. um, especially some around where uh, we're based out of. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you if you can get it there, uh, more power to you. Yeah, and if you need help, you just contact us. You know, I'll, I'll give you Ryan's personal cell phone. You oh, see, me. I was just getting ready to say we were putting your name and phone number up <laughs> oh, on the screen gosh. right now. You don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky's is already out there. So. Yeah, there you go. You can contact it's a, it's a, Ricky directly. It'll be the next Easter egg hunt. Someone can turn that in. <laughs> Win a prize. <laughs> That'll be it. All right. Well, Ricky, thank you so much for joining us on the Fieldmaster podcast. We greatly appreciate it. And it's given us a, a really unique insight on, you know, kind of the, the pet food world and, okay. and Sportsman's Pride as a as a great you know, opportunity for us. Right. So thank you. Thank you. And look forward to all the phone calls. For people on sports. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there you go. You got it. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the field master podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media at sportsman's underscore pride. If you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube, be sure that you subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple or Spotify. And if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, you can watch the video version on our YouTube page. Just search for Sportsman's Pride on YouTube. Make sure you leave a thumbs up and review the podcast. We'll see you next time.